1: All men are born equal and yet some are more equal than others. I believe that's quite a famous one from Animal Farm. And it shouldn't be like that, especially in a democracy, especially when you're a child. Each child must get a fair, at the very minimum, a fair chance to start this life equal to others. And that's what education is meant to be. But some children's schooling experience is not the best and not because of the quality of the education but because of the kind of the, the environment of being in schools the Nelson Mandela Foundation a few years ago lent their name to a school shoes campaign um, they said that school shoes for them are the ultimate symbol of dignity for school children now school shoes are very practical they protect against blisters, cuts, cold Wet and damp conditions, sometimes they cause those blisters if the shoes are too tight. And yet, not every child has a pair of school shoes, even in this era 2023. Kasi Angels is an organization that is running a campaign to put a pair of school shoes on the feet of one million learners across southern Africa, starting off in the Western Cape where they're located, all the way through to the Eastern Cape, and then working their way north. And we thought today on Freedom Day, we should talk about this because the right to an education and the right to feel dignity in a place of ner- in a place of learning are pivotal rights. Of that 1994 era. And Gerald Nomthala joins us now to tell us why it is still an important issue to consider. He's the CEO of Gassi Angels Foundation. Good morning, Gerald.
0: Good morning to you, Mr. Bella, and your listeners.
1: Thank you so much for coming through. So tell us about the work that you're doing and why, of all issues in education, you're focused on this one thing putting school shoes on the feet of children.
0: Uh, Ms. Ndere, you're talking with a victim of, uh, of school shoes. Yeah, I spent uh, three years of my school life without school shoes and I lost three years of my primary school without school shoes. Getting get ridiculed in schools, you know, and bullied and I thought of coming up with this idea.
1: So this dignity issue is very, very important. So children who show up without the correct uniform get ridiculed and bullied in school and in the end you drop out because you just can't face the emotional pressure.
0: Not just only dropping out of you but your grades just go down as well. You fail the grades and you, you see no reason as why you should go school.
1: So I'm going to be naive here, all because of school
0: shoes. Yes, ma'am.
1: Okay, please talk us through your experience, if you will, please, Gerald.
0: Uh, personally, I used to wear my parents' bamboo, uh, and I will wear your. I was school and I would, I would be told you not know, to wear these shoes at school. And I remember when my granny had decided to buy me a pair of school shoes when I was, uh, I was about nine, she told me exactly that those shoes are meant for church. So technically, I didn't have school shoes. Mm.
1: Okay. And so you get ridiculed by children in the playground, bullied maybe. And then you get put under pressure by the administrators, the teachers, who say to you, go and get a proper pair of school shoes. And you're just a child. You have no way to answer for yourself.
0: Yes, ma'am. That's the experience.
1: How widespread is the problem today, Gerald?
0: It's so big. So so humongous. There's 7 million kids in South Africa who go to school every day without school shoes. And 10% of those kids won't go to school today because they are scared to be laughed at. And our government is doing nothing uh, to have that. And we, especially as the Foundation, we are advocating for school kids to get three school shoes annually from the government so that their lives can be improved.
1: Okay, so there is a government program, is what you're saying, to also try to uh, donate school shoes to, to the 10% of learners who find it really difficult to get to school because of you know their, in, their uniform is incomplete.
0: Currently, um, Madam Bella, we don't have any relationship with government officials when it comes to this problem. I want to reach that 50,000 pair uh, that we're going to be giving away in, in Soweto in June and have a platform to stand on and say, Government, here we are. We've given 50,000 pairs of school shoes. Where have you been while you're doing this? Mm-hmm. And I see no reason as to, why, uh, me, as to why, as to why prisoners should get a uh, uniform and shiny shoes and yet kids who go to school daily don't get shoes.
1: Yeah. You won't hear any argument from me, though, on that particular one, because, you know, as I mentioned before, um, qualitatively more money is spent on prisoners than it is on children, even though quantitatively there are fewer prisoners in prisons than schools. But there's more money being spent in those prisons. It, uh, it boggles my mind. But we digress. Yes,
0: ma'am.
1: School school uniform is very expensive, Gerald, whether you're private school or public school, you know. Getting the get up, the pair, the 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 shirts, the blazer, the jersey, the socks, and you can't get one pair. You need to get three pairs of socks, couple of shirts, because you know the child has to wear the stuff every every day, uh, nine months to ten months in a year, and so and you know and so and so the issue is this, you know, is it only school cho- school shoes that um, young learners are in need of?
0: Um, not 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 not. School shoes only, there's, there's uniform and also there's sanitary towers that cause a lot of problems for girls not to go to school. So, when we go to schools and dish out, uh, especially high school, and dish out school shoes, you also issue out sanitary towers. So, it's not all issues that stops them from going to school.
1: Mm. And what about the fact that, you know, children uh, in their growing years they go through really, really intense growth spurts? So, um, you'll buy school shoes in January. But by September, the, the feet have grown. And certainly by next year, those shoes aren't valid. And so parents have to go and buy those shoes again for the new let's academic to, year.
0: Let's not go to September. Let's go to four months later when the shoes are worn out because they play with these shoes, they play soccer, they, they <laughs> dribble around and the shoes are gone. So kids need, about two, kids need about two pairs of school shoes per year.
1: Each child. Yes, ma'am. Even if you spoke very nicely to your little one and said, do not wear your school shoes to play football, they're not going to listen.
0: That ends at home. When, when, when you, when you, when you walk out, something else.
1: <laughs> but I do like them for that. Okay, so have you approached corporates? Because I know that, and I say this a lot and it's not free advertising, but Pep Stores has a buddy system where people can make donations. There could be donations anywhere between 100 rands and 1,000 rands. And at the end of the year, parents who've been laid buying school uniform and weren't able to get all the goods in the basket, they can then dip into this buddy system for top-ups. Have you tried to partner with corporates?
0: I've tried to partner with corporates. I've got a few of them which are occasionally me, but they're not committed. And I've tried the sister company of that, which is Aikerman, and uh, and also they are not in or they are out. And I think people that are going to commit to us and say, listen, we're going to take this to the end because uh, it's a problem. And I'm still waiting for them to respond. But I do have other companies that are helping us Mm. in terms of driving us around, accommodating us, and giving us uh, funds to to travel and buy shoes in the process.
1: (laughs) What are the issues that the corporates have with um, the work you're doing, uh, Gerald? Because you're all pursuing the same goal, right? Which is um, to help children uh, be dressed appropriately for school. So it would seem to me it's it's a it's a natural fit with some of these initiatives. I
0: would love to know as to what are the issues as to why they're not coming on board. Uh, our presentation is, is clear, and you know they see the work that we do. Yeah, it's always. It, is, it takes ages for them to respond, and by the time they
1: respond, it's a no. Oh, that's a pity. So perhaps tell us a little bit about your NPO, Gassy Angels. We understand what prompted you because you yourself know what it is like to be a, a school child without the correct uniform, and you know emotionally what it feels like. But what else was the the motivation to starting this NPO?
0: Um. Started as a hobby while well, I was, you know, working as a as a young man, mm. and uh, I was so fortunate that I did a little bit of, uh, TV work and modeling, and uh, I approached the companies that I used to, work for them, and I said, "Listen, I'm starting this. Can you assist me?" Mm. And some of them they help on board, but our foundation itself has few programs. It's not only about shoes. The school shoes program is called Dusty Challenges, and we have a program called Environment Sixty, which deals with environment. We have another one called called Gym 16, whereby we go to schools and, and and encourage kids who are overweight and give them exercises and diets. And also we have a program called Boys to Gentlemen, It's whereby we talk with little boys who have problems with communication with their parents and uh, and society in general. And there's another program called Be Known. Be Known is more specifically focused on young entrepreneurs, which we help with their starting their businesses and get them funds to people that are willing to help them. Mm. And the sixth program is called Senzemi. It's about gender-based violence, whereby the question is asked Senzemi. And we help people who are like, abused and mm. people who have albanism and people who engage wow. in community and physical challenges. And the last one would be Arts and Culture, whereby we focus on arts and culture. But our main purpose is more focused on school shoes and mm. helping the kids to go to school.
1: Okay, so it's quite a wide spectrum of social issues you're trying to... Uh, Address from self-starters and entrepreneurs to uh, nutrition and then to the question of gender-based violence and uh, empowering young men, the creative arts. So let's start with just some of the broad ones that you've spoken about. Um, A lot of CSI projects are about providing two healthy meals to children daily. During the school year, because it's recognized that with the poverty rates, the way they are in South Africa, there are children who go to school hungry, and were it not for that meal at school, they would go to bed hungry as well.
0: You're right. You're right. We also started a program in Cape Town, whereby we go and, and help those grannies who wake up early in the morning to get their grants. By 3 a.m., we're there chewing and helping them up with hot meal, soup, and, uh, and sandwiches and mm-hmm. coffee. So we want to duplicate that to other places whereby we can have the grannies, the poor amazing when they go to receive their grants. So it's not only the kids that we focus on.
1: Yeah. So just paint a picture for me, uh, because obviously you're operating in the Western Cape, that's where you're from, in Cape Town. What 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 is the picture of poverty there,
0: Gerald? <sighs> it's... It, um, it's, 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 it's too much uh, later, to be honest with you, you know, because you can't help everybody. As I'm speaking to you now, I'm, call, I'm talking to you in in, in, in whereby I was issuing school shoes for kids in Berger's mm. I'm moving to on tomorrow. So if we have a program within our school shoe program. It's called Beyond School Shoes. Our, to us, it's, it's a broken school shoes is like an app. We can see what's beyond that pair of shoes. And we talk to this girl or boy and say, listen, can you take us home? Because when you get there, you can tell exactly why he doesn't have a pair of school shoes. Mm. When you get home, we activate our... That's the angel cycle and say, guys, we are in second certain province. Can you please have this family with a door, with the windows, with food mm. and, and, and all that. So it's not only about school shoes. Mm.
1: So, So you start off by identifying a child who's in need of school shoes. But when you peel through the layers of their life, you start to see more. You start to see... Even greater need within the family structure, all the way through to maybe a window missing or a door missing uh, on, on on their shelter.
0: That is correct, That is correct. Sure, it's very disturbing. And, do it.
1: and then you talk about um, boys to gentlemen, which 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 I love the sound of, and you talk about an, a separate program Senzenina, which is about GBV, and yet I would have thought the two things are linked.
0: Uh, in this case, we didn't want to link them. We want to take these boys who have problems with their families and that they're into gangsterism and try to educate them. And uh, in the issue of St. it's more about women who are being abused and being like uh, looked at as, as nothing.
1: Mm. Okay, so how does the Boys to Gentlemen program work? What are the kinds of interventions you're making?
0: Uh, we are not qualified to run these programs as uh, social workers, but what we do occasionally is we invite people who are very uh, well uh, educated in this, in this field to help these boys. We do identify boys in school and we call them aside and say, guys, we have this program that runs to execute. And we have stories about boys in this vicinity, so can you engage and listen to what uh, these professionals are going to teach you? We take them out for camping, we take them out. Uh, meet CEOs and try to build their confidence, you know, mm. take them out to meet celebrities so that they can change their lives.
1: And is there a big need for this service um, in the areas in which you work?
0: There is a big need for this service. We need some big brother to, to be able to help these young boys. If We we, we are running out of of of, of, uh, of heroes and, and, and public figures to help these boys. Everybody who's a hero in the street is either a drug dealer or somebody who has a big gun. And, and these boys, they believe in them. So this is an alternative for them to come to a different thing and say, listen, rather than being uh, uh, against, uh, I can associate myself mm-hmm. as a taxi angel and do good things for my community.
1: On the GBV side, because honestly, this is one of these blemishes on our conscience as South Africans, it's a real scourge. What kind of work are you doing?
0: We're more engaged with, uh, um, with, with other organisations who are in the field. You know, there's a problem in our communities. You find people, that people opening up their NPO's but not knowing exactly where to go. They engage with so many NPO's and trying to open doors for them so that they can be able to be helped by people who can help them. So there's more organisations on our database that we assist.
1: And so what, what are you doing? You're providing shelter for women who have been victims of GBV or indeed even men who've been victims of GBV, but not additional counselling. You've subcontracted that work.
0: Yes, ma'am. We we do not do the job ourselves, but we identify a struggling NPOs who in the field and try to help them mm. with their programs. All right. In terms of funding, in terms of getting professionals to be involved with their programs. Okay. So we you don't want to shine alone, though, but we want to make sure that these other foundations shine as well.
1: Okay, so you, you build an ecosystem, you're a connector is what I, is what I right hear right. you saying. Okay, and then the work you're doing with entrepreneurs, that's also important because given the state of the economy and unemployment, we need to see more of these SMEs. We need to see more self-starters. So what kinds of technical training and interventions are being done there?
0: I'll take an example for you. Lira. not far away from where I live. There's a school called Zola High School. There's a boy who walks, who walks in that school every day carrying a bag of chips and fried uh, materials to sell at school. So I've been, I've been following him, trying to see what he does, for example. And I've, I've approached him and then opened up an account to him, put some funds so that he can, he can, like, improve his business. So we do a lot in those schools, in, in, in different schools, so that kids can be able to sustain themselves in their business and also help other young entrepreneurs to reach their businesses that take uh, uh, certificates for them and lead them to write a business about it in
1: Okay, so business plan, strategy, that sort of thing. That is correct. Okay, so like I'm saying, it sounds to me like Gussie Angels is exactly that. You are the nucleus, but there are many angels you are looking to to help on the business, um, uh, 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 an SME side, on the skills training side, on the GBV support side, survivor side on the, you know, mentoring boy side and also on, you know, on on food security side. So this is what I want to know. Essentially, then we can describe Gussie Angels as um, a social entrepreneur, as you know, what you're doing is social entrepreneurship. And what I would want to know is these are obviously a realm of issues or, or a range of issues that you have observed and witnessed in the communities in which you've worked. And so today, on this Freedom Day, um, your work is telling me something. It's telling me that there are serious gaps in these areas, in these communities. And my question is why do you think that is?
0: Um, To be honest with you, uh, I do not know as why that is because it's evident. You know, politicians can see where the need is, and it's only people like us who can be able to link these victims with people
1: that can have them. Mm. Why, why do you think the politicians are so detached? That's that's what I'm trying to understand. You might not have had a conversation with them, but is it the work is overwhelming? You know, you said you can't help everyone, so the politicians can't help everyone. They don't care. Do they even show up? Just give me a sense of understanding, please, so that I can understand.
0: It, it, if I, was, if I had to belong to a certain party, I wouldn't be here now. I'd be like on, on the fifth floor, you know, shining. But I don't have a party uh, that I belong to it that can help me. But I'm a very neutral uh, person who runs the foundation. So it's like who you know. And also, what what is it that the person that you know will get into return? So we, we are nothing but business of of of, 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 of being uh, mm. told what to do. You don't have to be dictated by politicians as politicians to what to do.
1: All right, so you respond to the need as you see it? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, Are you a certified, uh, registered NPO? Because although many people want to do good, they do it informally and then things really fall apart because you can't be running some of these social services without accreditation, without some kind of recognition from the Department of Social Development if you are working with the most fragile and infirm amongst us. It's, It's those technicalities.
0: Yes, ma'am, we are registered NPO with PPO status and our finances are in order. We have good auditors, they know what to do, they monitor it, they give us good reports. Any company or individual that means that we are, we are more happy to forward those documents know to them.
1: All right. And where can people find you?
0: Uh Dotsie Angels says that uh, different uh, social media platforms that would be your Facebook Cassie Angels Foundation. And on, on on Twitter, Cassie Angels. On Instagram, also Cassie Angels. Our email address is Gmail dot com, And we have our website, CassieAngels.org.
1: And then you said that, you know, you are wanting to do a distribution of 50,000 school shoes in Soweto on June 16th. But your bigger project is the one million pairs um, and the 40 classroom campaign. So, as we get closer and closer to June, um, and your work um, is obviously going to be gaining a lot more mem- momentum, help us understand how you're going about this. So there's the Soweto initiative in June. Uh, where would people find you in Gauteng? And then there's the bigger campaign, One Million Pairs. Where would people in the rest of the country find you? Um, and then what is this 40 Classrooms campaign and how are they linked?
0: Okay. Um Two days ago, I was in PE, and uh, we've reached our 49,000 pair that is given away. Hey. Uh, our aim,
1: Wow, okay. So uh, so in PE, so... you've been able to give away almost 50,000 pairs.
0: No, ma'am, we've reached our uh, we 49,000 pair that is given away. Yes. We've been, that is, we traveled around the country giving shoes, but we've reached our 49,000 pair in PE two days ago.
1: Right, I understand. So what I'm saying is, you're one pair short of fifty thousand in PE.
0: No, we, we've done it that. have got to start another number now, starting from one thousand and one, as I, as I move to Plumphantine tomorrow, and then Pumalanga, Northwest, and so fifty-one, Ketan. so
1: fifty-one thousand and one in Plumphantine,
0: and then fifty thousand, fifty thousand and one. Mhm. And then, and then we move, go move to Pumalanga, then Northwest, and then you come back to Cape Town. Then back to Soweto for the 50,000 pair. By the time we finish these other uh, uh, cities and and, and, and and townships, we'll reach 50,000 pairs in Soweto on June 16th. So
1: 50,000 in Soweto, 49,000 in PE, 50,000 plus one in the Free State, and then you're coming back to, to Cape Town and you're going to yes. keep on that rotation.
0: Yes, from now until the 16th of June, we're going to be giving away 5,000 pairs. And
1: where can and how can people make donations if they want to?
0: All the information that is, is available on our website, people can go there and see. Or they can call our uh, send us WhatsApp number on 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 our um, WhatsApp number, which is 073-1862-926.
1: Okay, 73 And as we say goodbye to you, Gerald, and congratulations and well done for the work that you're doing. You are finding a solution to a problem. Just remind our listeners why it's school shoes that matter.
0: School shoes build confidence. They encourage kids to go to school. If, if you can be a CEO of your school shoes and keep them shining, you will go further in life. So I encourage people to come and donate shoes to our foundation and we will go to a very needy child around the
1: country. We thank you for what you do. You are a hero. You said that children need heroes, and I hope um, you get told that you are one of those heroes. Not all heroes wear capes. Sometimes they're just young men finding school shoes to give to others, and it makes a material difference. It's the work of Kasi Angels Foundation, which you will find online. They're from. They are based in the Western Cape, but they're doing good work all across the country because, as it said, with school shoes, there are fewer trips and slips. Uh, That's a payoff line actually from a footwear company in Australia. The kids can potter around in the playground, have fun. And as the Nelson Mandela Foundation once said about school shoes, they are the symbol of dignity for a school child. And when children are feeling secure, then they can focus on their school work without focusing on how different they are to other children. Uh, That's been the Freedom Day edition of Power Talk. We'll have fun tomorrow when we do the spotlight.